Hey, Prime members, you can listen to En La Sala ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Hola, mi gente. Welcome to En La Sala, a show where you can join me, your girl Becky G, in my living room to talk about the real things happening in our community and cheese me out a little bit about all things happening outside of it. Every week, I'm inviting you to join me as I welcome a few of my fellow musicians, entertainers, and changemakers to talk about the things that we are most passionate about. From politics, to sports, to musica, and everything in between, we are about to lay it all on the table. So get ready, because we are about to spill the cafecito. All right, so in this episode, we are going to be setting the table for the series. And I don't know about you, but... My mama taught me to clean the house before guests come over. Limpiar un poquitito before everybody gets here. And I think setting the table means laying some rules. You don't just walk into someone's house and not ask. You got to be polite. You got to know what, what the dealio is. And we've created some rules for en la sala, okay? And setting the table means clearing the air a little bit and getting the vibe set for the party because it's going to be a little bit of a party. I know it's corona. Okay, we're not actually doing parties, but we are going to have some virtual guests. So definitely stay tuned for that. And before those guests come over, let me get some things ready by telling you a little bit more about myself, your host for In La Sala. As you guys might know, this is my very first podcast ever. So take it easy on your girl because I ain't never done this before. I know I talk a lot, but being a host of a podcast is a whole other thing. I was taking notes and stuff and trying to create a formula for what I wanted this to be because podcasts for me are, oh, I love podcasts. In La Sala was created with the intention of bringing you the topics that I know I'm very passionate about and a lot of the people that are actually also working on this project are passionate about. So we can have these conversations with people who know most about them because Lord knows I am no expert and really none of us are even with, you know, access to the information. Sometimes we don't know the language. We don't know what certain things mean. Every week I want to be inviting people who really specialize in these topics or maybe from experience have experienced some of the things that we're going to be diving into so we can learn about it together. And sometimes that demands a little bit of change or asking the uncomfortable questions and, and things like that. But even when you ask the tough questions, I think we're asking for the reason of really needing to know the answers. And so I'm asking you also to reach out and let me know if you guys have any, you know, little preguntitas or things like that, because this is a space for all of us. It's not just about what I think or what I feel, not at all. It's about having the conversation. Growing up, I got inspired by my family all the time. Like me and my family are so close. Maybe sometimes a little too close. <laughs> We're all up in each other's business, but they're my everything. They literally inspire me every single day to keep moving forward. And, and we're so open with each other. Like I grew up, I grew up with my parents being like such an open book. And I felt like I've always appreciated that. And I wanted to bring that essence like to this podcast. For instance, my family, when things are going on in our personal lives or with our careers or, you know, with school for my siblings or 
just life overall, we do family meetings and they usually take place in La Sala. And actually Sebastian, my boyfriend, who's literally sitting on the other side of the camera over here, um, he knows this because he's been a part of some of these family meetings before. And um, I was like, man, I just love that. I love that. And I think bringing that to the Sala here for this podcast was exactly what we wanted to do. So that's basically the vibe here. We're going to be having our own little family meetings and invite some special guests, you know, some pretty big names, some people who are experts in some of the topics that we're going to be talking about and maybe even some games, you know, we'll keep it a little bit fun and we'll also get pretty deep too. I'm ready to open up. We'll have some real heart to heart moments for sure. When creating this podcast, there was so many ideas and I think that this is the most in-depth that I have ever gotten in creating something. And that sounds crazy to say, because as an artist, like, of course, I put my heart into everything. But I think that even for me, like as a listener and as a viewer and as a fan of a lot of podcasts and, and people who have created their own podcasts, um, I go to them for educational reasons and to really just like know that I'm taking something away that maybe I didn't know before or that made me really feel something or feel identified. And I feel like for our community, for us, you know, Latinx generation that is going through so much and is witnessing so much, there's a lot of layers. There's so many topics and there's not just one. And so for me, it's not just, I know this is Amazon Music and this is a, a podcast living on Amazon Music, but there's so much more beyond music happening in our communities. You know, it's what's happening in the streets with politics and with sports and, and our families and our culture overall, you know, the things that are so beautiful about it, but then also the things that no longer serve us or where we're headed. And so that was my intention with this podcast is to really talk about all of the layers, all of the different colors and the different textures and beautiful things that, that come with our culture. But, you know, I think that we had to just really brainstorm. How do we... <laughs> How do we really check all those boxes? Because there's so many of them. So that's why I think episode one, I just wanted you guys to understand our intention with this. There's an incredible team behind me that is is creating this and, and they live the life too. You know, they're really, really about it. And so we're we're just so excited to to really get into it and create this safe space for everyone. When we were thinking about the topics and when I was really like, like I said, guys, I've been like taking notes. I've been brainstorming um, on how to make these episodes as effective and as representative as possible of, of the things that we're experiencing as a community. And politics was one that always just felt so necessary to talk about. And there was sometimes like this hesitance and and sometimes maybe this pushback of I think just everyone like do we even want to go into that is that a, a good idea because I grew up in a household where my parents always told me you know politics and religion will forever divide people but in this house you know we treat others the way we want to be treated we believe in good people and and things like that but the outside world the reality is is yeah that's the truth like politics divides a lot of people but I think my truth is there's a lot of things that just shouldn't be political 
politicized, right? Like, if you wear a mask, you're this. If you don't wear a mask, you're that. It's like, how about if you wear a mask, you're just a really kind, conscious person who's being considerate of others. Um, but that's where we are right now. Everything is so black and white. And I think that for our community in particular, like culturally speaking, I grew up Mexican-American. You know, I was born and raised in Inglewood. And I, when people would tell me I'm not Mexican, I get offended. I'm like, hell no, do not tell me I'm not Mexican. I'm, I am Mexicana and you can't tell me any different, right? But like, even within our own cultures and, and what we experience, we don't realize that there's like, there's a lot of ugly things deeply rooted, you know, in our anti-blackness and how we, you know, treat other communities and how we, of course, have had our own, you know, pains and sufferings, but that doesn't invalidate another community's pain and suffering either. You know, it's having the conversations that allow us to be more empathetic and things like that. And, and politics for us is something that I think has always been intimidating because, we are constantly told as a community that we are so uneducated. And it's true in the sense of we don't get the same access to education here in the States. I grew up going to public schools in the areas that I was born in. And, you know, there's like 50 plus kids in one classroom. And it's, you kind of get lost in the sauce. And like the goal is to just graduate and that's it. And then start working. And it's like, I started working at nine because of our cultural pressures of like, that's what you do. Like you help your family, you work, you work, you work and things like that, you know, but my wake up to politics was like, this is the one right that we have, like as voters, for instance, to really exercise, to make a difference in our communities, but they make it so hard and intimidating and, and things like that. And again, when you're constantly being told like, oh, you're so uneducated, you guys don't, you guys aren't smart. You guys aren't this. It almost makes you feel like, turned off by the idea. I think instead of turning the other way, we really got to start leaning into it. That's where our change is going to be. So for sure, be ready for that politics conversation that we will be having here in La Sala. Another thing that I also want to talk about in this series is mental health. Mental health is something so, so important in our communities that is also a very taboo conversation. Obviously with, you know, Corona, happening. Um, and as I mentioned before, it affecting everyone in different ways. It's definitely for me personally, taking a toll on my mental health, just to, you know, share a little bit with you guys. I have been experiencing anxiety uh, since a very young age. I was about 13, 14 years old when I had my first panic attack and I didn't know what the hell was going on. I thought I was dying. My parents took me to the hospital. And when the doctor's asking you what you think are very simple questions, like, have you been sleeping? Have you been stressed? You're like, yeah, but I'm used to that. And your body's basically saying no more. And, you know, culturally speaking, I grew up with a family that sometimes would be like, eat something, you'll feel better. Or tomate un tequilita, you'll feel better. Or listen to some music, you'll feel better. And as I started to get older, I'm like, yo, I'm doing all of that and it's not getting better. So what the hell is happening? My body is refusing my demands. And I remember, you know, ending up again <laughs> in front of a doctor and they finally had diagnosed me with depression. And a part of me, as scared as I was, I was also kind of relieved because I felt like, okay, I'm not crazy. 
I'm not a crazy person. There's actually something really going on with me and now I can actually do something about it. And so I started going to therapy. I started writing in a journal, started practicing meditation. And like, you know, everyone's journey with mental health looks different and there's a lot of options out there. And I think it's important that we talk about this very openly and not shame people or make them feel crazy for feeling things because that's what we should do as human beings is feel things I've always said I'd love to you know be able to feel everything than nothing at all so it's just honing in on our feelings and exercising them as if they were muscles so we're definitely going to be talking about mental health on this series as well and you know of course we can't think of our Latin culture without sports right football football we got to talk about soccer we got to talk about well of course soccer because I you know my boyfriend, he, I, he, you know, he, he might be um, the boy who plays on LA Galaxy uh, in the MLS. And he's just like super, super talented. And soccer is like an everyday conversation here in the house. And I grew up playing baseball. I grew up playing, you know, softball. By the way, go Dodgers, go Lakers. If you're not with it, you're still welcome in La Sala. But that's where we have a little bit of our differences, you know. Besides sports, of course, last but not least, we're going to be talking about music. Okay. Music is such a big part of our culture. And I feel like, especially in these times, it's been something that has been like a form of therapy. Growing up, I feel like music was the one thing that was always there for me besides my family. And still to this day, it's like my favorite form of self-expression. I listen to not just, you know, what's hot, and the number one records at the moment and the new releases, but also have some of like my go-to records, some of my greatest records of all time that I always listen to. And so I would like to know also from you guys, what you guys find so inspiring about music and what your favorite records are, old, new, maybe not so popular, more underground tracks and things like that. And I'll be inviting some of my little amiguitos to come by and talk about their musical experience, what their inspirations are as well as artists. And, and their creative process and stuff like that. So lots of stuff going on here in La Sala. Again, there's no topics that are off limits here. In La Sala, we will be setting the table. And part of that is letting you know what goes into every episode. So most weeks I'm going to be inviting a special guest or two. This week, hmm because we need to spend more time in La Sala together before I invite them. I thought that the only right thing to do was putting myself in the hot seat before I ask anyone else over to the hot seat. And they're already testing my hosting skills, guys, because um, there are some surprises that they're throwing on me. So surprise, I thought I was going to be reading the questions, but I guess there are some videos. Why am I nervous? I'm low-key kind of nervous because I really don't know <laughs> what to expect right now. My heart is racing right now. Hey Becky, mi reina hermosa, ¿cómo estás? Te habla tu amigo Juan Luis Maluma. Quiero felicitarte por este nuevo camino, este nuevo proyecto, el podcast. Espero que te lo disfrutes mucho y que sea un éxito como todo lo que haces. Besos, saludos a la familia. Maluma, baby. Chao. I'm a little bit like... Wow. Okay. So, primeramente Maluma, like, guys, my first episode of my first podcast and Maluma just like came into the sala. I'm freaking out. That is so sweet. He's like a big brother. And we've known each other for so, so, so long. Like, 
how long ago was it? I was maybe 15. You know, he remembers this too. It was like the first time we had ever done anything together. He was Maluma Baby from Colombia, not Maluma Baby, the international super mega superstar that he is today. And so to have him in our friendship so many years later and then him congratulating me on my very first podcast means so much to me. So, muchísimas gracias, hermano. Te quiero mucho. And I promise I won't let you down. I'll make you proud. <laughs> Saludos Becky, ¿qué tal por acá el Guayna? Felicidades mi amor por tu nuevo podcast en Amazon. Te mando un besote y un fuerte abrazo y tenemos una pregunta. ¿Nos podrías contar algo que no sabemos de ti? Oh, no, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my God, I love him so much. He's like one of my favorite people ever. Guayna, hello. Um, muchísimas gracias por tu mensaje. Eh, algo que la gente no sabe de mí. Mm. I feel like everybody knows everything about me because I'm just so out there about everything. But um, voy a contar una historia. Eh, actually, this is really funny because nobody for sure knows this. So when Guayna and I first had met, uh, it was actually at my Mala Santa release party um, here in LA when I released my album. And it was the cutest thing because we had obviously spoken through social media and things like that. It wasn't like we didn't know each other, but I was in my own world. Everybody knows I was, a you know, couple shots in I'm dancing on top of like the club tables and stuff and I had a, a guard with me like a security guard and as you can see like he's the sweetest cutest thing ever and he came to the party by himself so he didn't like have an entourage he came just super relaxed super chill and he like tried I guess I was like dancing or something I was a little litty and he was like gonna tap on me to like say hi and I just know from what I was told that my guard just like, boom, like got in the way, pushed him off, was like, what are you doing? Like basically like kind of went off on him a little bit. And then um, obviously someone from my team was like, yo, Matt, chill, chill, chill. Like it's Guayna. And then I turn around from dancing and I see him and he's standing right there just smiling, so excited to congratulate me on my album. And I just like jumped on him and gave him a really big hug. But I felt so bad because this whole thing's happening behind me and I had no clue. So that's something that nobody knows. That was the first time me and Guayna officially met. Hola Becky, ¿cómo estás? Te mando un beso bien grande, muchas felicitaciones aquí desde Miami por tu nueva serie podcast en Amazon. Así que nada, muchas bendiciones y sé que va a ser un gran éxito. Te quiero hacer una pregunta y quisiera saber cómo te llevas con tu suegra. Besitos. ¿Cómo te llevas con tu suegra? That's an interesting question. We're getting real. I love it. Hi, Randy. ¿Cómo estás? Um, good question. Well, my suegra, she's awesome. She's a sweetheart. She has like such a strength about her. She's such a mama bear and she has such a maternal instinct that at first, I'm not going to lie, I was a little intimidated because Sebas is like, he's the only boy. He's the baby. He's a little spoiled. He might have heard me say that, but it's okay. He agrees. Um, but I was just so relieved. I was so thankful that, you know, nos llevamos muy bien. So we're good. <laughs> Hola, Becky. Te mando un beso y un saludo y una gran felicitación por esta nueva etapa de esta serie en la sala en Amazon. Espero que lo disfrutes y que la gente le guste también. Te mando un beso y salud. Becky, me gustaría saber cuál es tu mayor inspiración en la música. 
Gracias, Alexander. So, Randy and Alexander, nos conocimos ya hace mucho tiempo. For my people who don't, you know, maybe listen to Spanish music and are tuning into this, Gente de Zona is... I mean, they're the shit. They're awesome. I love their music. It's super vibey, super like contagious. It makes you want to dance. And so when I got invited to be a part of Muchacha, it was like, a, I got, I have to do this. I have to. They're also like my suegro's like favorite music to listen to. For some reason, I always notice he's always like playing like a hint of this one on like vibe playlist. By the way, I love them so much. Every time I hear his voice, I always hear gente de zona in his voice because he has such a like... Mmm, tiene un tono de voz that's like so grand, so big and like iconic. Gente de zona, pues nos conocimos ya hace tiempo en, 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 un, en, en un show que teníamos juntos um, fuera de los Estados Unidos. Y pues siempre, you know, we've bumped into each other at like different premios and things like that. And it was always like, we gotta do something together, we gotta do something together. And yo estaba de gira y me mandaron una canción que se llama Muchacha. And I loved it. But the only problem was I didn't have any time to get into the studio to create my part to the song. And so I literally had to just tell them like, Please don't give it to anyone else. I promise I'll get into the studio and I won't let you down. And they were like, no, we don't imagine anyone else on the song. Like, this is all you. We'll work with you. And so I got in the studio and, and you know, did my, my BG thing on it. And then we shot the music video actually in Miami. And yo pienso que esa fue la última, la última video que grabamos antes que empezó la cuarentena. So it's crazy. Just looking back at that, I remember thinking like, Oh, we're in Florida. I got to get back to Cali. There's this crazy virus that everyone's talking about. And literally now looking back at it, like before I went into serious quarantine, that was the last music video we had shot. But they were awesome. They were so sweet. It was like raining too. Oh, there was so much going on that day. Mi gran inspiración en la música, pues, ay, tengo varios. Yo diría de las artistas, desde muy ni niñita, me inspiró mucho Jennifer Lopez, me inspiró mucho Shakira, um, Jenny Rivera, and of course Selena Quintanilla. So I would say some badass, powerful Latinas in music, for sure, have always been a huge inspiration for me as, a, as an artist. Becky, hermosa, te amamos. Aquí tus hermanos, Mau y Ricky, estamos aquí celebrándote y alegres por, por este nuevo podcast, esta nueva aventura que estás enfrentando en la sala por Amazon. Estamos tan emocionados por Muy ti. orgullosos de ti. Y, y espero que nos involucre de alguna manera, que nos invite sí. que algo hasta la sala. Hoy amamos, te felicitamos, eres lo mejor, we love you y te extrañamos. No one better than you to do it. Love you. Becky, ahora que vas a estar en, en la sala, te hago una pregunta. Tenemos, tenemos, tenemos un par de preguntas. Una de ellas es, ¿quiénes son los hermanos cantautores favoritos con los que has colaborado. Y la segunda es, de casualidad, Sebastián, ¿te ha enseñado algún truquito de fútbol? Y si sí, ¿cuál es? ¿Y crees que me podría dar clases a mí? Porque yo estoy jodido. Yo digo que lo tienen que Y yo digo que tienes que hacer una demostración en este momento. Uno, dos, tres. Te amamos. Oh my God. Ok. My brothers for life. Mao and Ricky are, well, I guess that can answer the first question, right? I got I to gotta show love. They are my favorite 
two brother duo, the first friends that I like really, really made when I, as that were artists, songwriters, creatives that I made when I first uh, went into my Spanish project. And we've made such incredible magic together. Um, our first like little writing sessions that we had was here in LA. They flew down from Miami and that's how Sin Piyama happened. And it's just so crazy to look back at because the, um, the friendship that we have now is literally like family. That's why they said, who are your favorite brothers? Because <laughs> they know it's them. And si Sebastián me ha enseñado unos truquitos, obviously my cabecitas are getting really, really good, guys. You can check those out on my Instagram because I'm very proud of them and I stay practicing them. I also know this like little one, baby, what is, what is it called? The one I do with my little patita and it like, there's no name for it. I got to give it a name so it sounds cool. Okay, I can give it a name. It's a picker-upper. It's called the picker-upper. I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. Becky, ¿cómo estás? Te habla Sebastián. Te quiero felicitar, amiga, por este podcast que estás a punto de estrenar en Amazon Music. De verdad que te lo mereces. Eres una persona que tiene mucho para decir y muchas cosas buenas para decir. Así que te quería preguntar de qué temas vas a hablar específicamente en este podcast y quiero desearte lo mejor para lo que queda este año. Te quiero. Un beso. Oh, thank you, Sebas. Me. Guys, why am I getting emotional from all of these videos? I was not expecting any of this. I just need to say how special this is to me just overall as an artist embarking um, on a new journey as a podcast host officially. Um, you know, it's it's a little intimidating. It's something new for me, but just having support from all of you guys, um, de todos mis amigos, mis hermanos, eh, mi familia que me han apoyado tanto, like, it just significa tanto para mí, and, and I'm just so thankful. Pues, Sebas, en, en este podcast vamos a hablar de todo. Um, you know, I think, you know, back to what I was saying very, very early on in this podcast, no topics are off limits. Um, we're kind of going with the flow. I know which ones are very important to me, everything from sports to politics, music, mental health, and, and everything in between. And, you know, as my fans even send in ideas, you know, we might pivot in different directions because that's what they want to talk about so um me siento super emocionada eh, estoy tratando de prepararme para cada episodio y ahí vamos oye mi gente aquí les hablo el John Kim Mike Towers haciendo este video especial y con mucho cariño para felicitar a mi hermanita Becky G que anda con un nuevo podcast que se llama En la Sala con Amazon así que pendiente a eso y también quiero preguntarte mi amor cuando vuelves a la pantalla grande cuando vuelves al cine que a la gente le gusta eso de tu parte yo quiero hacer película también pero quiero saber cuándo vuelves tú y Simone y Baby ready y Simone y Baby Oh my God, Mike, te quiero muchísimo, hermano. Muchísimas gracias eh, por felicitarme eh, eh, en esta nueva aventura. Eh, yo creo que, pues, ojalá muy pronto. I mean, I love acting. I'd love to, you know, get back on the big screen. So that's a really, really great question. I think that, you know, as far as like plans for me, there's a lot of things in the film and TV world that very much so inspire my creativity. Actually, many people probably don't even know this, but I started acting first before anything, even though I like listened to music and sang music growing up at family parties and things like that. But When I started professionally in the entertainment industry, you know, quote unquote entertainment industry, um, I started off as an actress doing like short films and commercials and things like that. So back to Mike Towers, baby. Mike is one 
of the artists that I think when I worked with him really inspired and brought back this like OGB, I guess, swag, I guess you can say. It was so sweet because he actually remembered that I actually started off as a rapper. So he even brought up um, for the OG Becky G fans out there um, who remember the, you know, Becky from the block music video that I did, my Otis cover that I did. You guys know I started off as a rapper, but for the ones that who like don't know, like, you know, obviously growing up in Inglewood, my parents like played so much like different genres of music and, you know, hip hop and, and R&B and pop music and all kinds of things really inspired me. But yeah, I always wanted to be like a young MC. People like Left Eye really inspired me. MC Light, salt and Pepper, Missy Elliott. And so when Mike was like, yo, you got to get back to rapping, B. Like, I was like, yo, you know that? Like, that's so crazy. Like, the fact that he even was, like, aware and had, like, you know, kind of sussed me out a little bit um, was really awesome. And I guess he had many years ago seen those videos. So um, I see you, Mike. You're awesome. Ishi you money, bite. <laughs> Now segueing into music, since now I've had, oh my God, guys, I already have had some of the biggest names in my sala. Isn't that crazy? Just know like this first episode is again, me setting the table. I got to lead by example before I put anyone else in the hot seat. I got to be in the hot seat first. And so I'm really excited for the upcoming episodes where I'm going to get to ask whoever enters the sala what their favorite songs are, what they're listening to at the moment, or maybe songs that, you know, mean a lot to them and represent a point in time for them that really got them through something. As you know, we're all going through it right now. Um, and, and no one is alone in this, even though sometimes it does get very lonely, you know? So music definitely is the soundtrack to our lives. And it's only right that we talk about it. I want to bring up maybe just like a couple songs that I listen to these days and actually for some time now. The first one that I want to talk about is a song by India Irie and it's a song called I Am Light. And this song is actually a song that for some time now, like when I'm not really feeling in my best spirits, I guess you can say, it just really inspires me to dig deeper. And it reminds me that I am light and that I am not the things that are happening to me. Um, you know, this too shall pass. And so the lyrics of that song and just kind of like the affirmation that she keeps saying that I am light, I am light, I am light. That's literally the chorus of the song. It's just so beautiful. So yeah, that's like one of my songs that has gotten me through some tough rough times for sure the second song i want to talk about is la curiosidad um actually yes yeah, i nodding his head he's like yeah he actually introduced me to this song and it's uh jay wheeler um and mike towers i believe oh my god it just is such good vibes and has such a like catchy like chorus um the lyrics are pretty dope too it's very sexy and then the third song that i'm gonna mention is now that we got time and esta cuarentena to like actually clean our houses and like be at home which i know for me kind of feels a bit like a luxury because i spent most of last year i want to say like 95 percent of the year on the road and i was never home me and seb were like constantly missing each other like ships in the night sometimes i'd be taking off and he'd just be landing and the other way around and so you know this time for us has been really nice you know in our little casita to just kind of be and find um 
a rhythm, I guess you can say. And for me, part of my rhythm is like cleaning. Like I'm even one that I know this is kind of embarrassing to admit guys, but when I'm in my hotel rooms, I still like sometimes make my own bed because it makes me feel like routine, you know, because um, I love cleaning. So this next song is really funny to mention because it takes me back to my childhood. Um, I have like a little bit of like a lowriders, uh, like oldies playlist. And I heard Suavecito the other day and I was like, I just, I don't know. It's like the smell of Windex and Fabuloso <laughs> that just like comes to mind when I hear, you know, those types of records, those oldies. So yeah, those are like the three songs. And as you guys can see, they're all very different. Okay, we've got some oldies but goodies in there. We've got some like vibey R&B vibes. And then La Curiosidad, which is like just so us right now in the Latin world. So yeah. Those are like my top three records, I guess I wanted to just mention in our little music segment. Because music is so important to me, there have been, I guess, milestones in my career that although I've been doing this for some time now as, as like an artist, you know, making music, I got signed when I was 14 years old and I was really, really young and I was making covers and things like that way before that. Um, but there was certain milestones that I had yet to accomplish until very recently. And actually it's coming up the one year anniversary of my very first album, Mala Santa. And I thought it was just so important to bring in a little bit of Mala Santa to this podcast because Although it was my first album, I also think it was like the best representation of like who I am as a person, as, you know, a woman and, and my duality. You know, I think us as women, we're very multifaceted. And a lot of times we're told we can either be this or that, not this and that. And I feel like growing up, you know, in the industry, everybody saw me as their little nanita, you know, I was very young. And then I started to turn into a little bit of a grown woman, or at least that's what I felt. And I was starting to find my sexy and I was starting to find my voice. And I felt like, hmm, Mala Santa, the angel that can be bad sometimes. I fully identified with that. And I felt like that duality is something that I carry throughout all of my life. You know, I'm not just a performer, entertainer. I'm also a sister, a daughter, a partner um, in a relationship, a young businesswoman, a podcast host now, you know, like there's layers to this. And I feel like, um, like everything in life too, you know, there's the good side and the bad sides. And so Mala Santa is a, is a kind of a, a little bit of a theme, I guess, that you will be seeing in La Sala. And um, I'm going to be asking actually some of the people that come into the Sala, you know, are you a little bit of a, um, I guess, an angel? Or are you a little bit more on the mala side of things? And it'll be interesting to see what their answers are. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but again, going back to leading by example, maybe I should spill a little bit of cafecito on some of my mala sides and some of my Santa sides. So um, oh, what should I share? <laughs> I do think of at the top of my head, and this is like when I was much younger, I was of course a teenager. And it's like the one time ever that I have snuck out ever, okay? I'm 23. I know a lot of people my age who have snuck out many times, but this is the one time that I have. And so basically the story goes, I had a friend at the time and I told my parents that I was going to be sleeping over her house. And 
you know, I'll see them the next day. And so the sleepover begins and then we end up somewhere we're not supposed to be. And I did not tell my parents because I was not supposed to leave her house. And basically I'm at the sleepover and it's like, oh, we're going to go to Oakwood. And I was like, oh, my parents, like, I don't want to be that kid that was like, oh, my mom said I can't do that, you know, but I'm totally still that person. Um, And we go to Oakwood because I didn't, you know, want to be the party pooper of the entire situation. And she had a boyfriend and the boyfriend had a friend and he was really nice. And apparently he thought I was cute and he was kind of cute too. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, yeah, we can hang. And so my friend and her boyfriend then go into a room and they're gonna, you know, play pad cake, have fun, you know, high five each other, whatever. And so here I am with this guy and, you know, I just figure like, oh, I guess we can like, you know, kiss or whatever. So I look at my phone after, you know, they come out of the room and my phone at the time wasn't like, um, like an iPhone where you can like lock it today, you know, and nothing happens. Um, it was like that phone that like had buttons and it slides and stuff. And like, if you press the button, it takes you to the internet and you freak out. Cause like, Oh no, it's going to charge me. And so Apparently I butt dialed my mom and she was like on the line for like, I don't know, 10 minutes, 11 minutes. And it just goes to show you like a mother's intuition. I know she did not hear a thing because there was nothing to hear, but she just knew something was up because I'm supposed to be at a sleepover with my friend. We should be watching movies, listening to music and it's quiet. What is my daughter up to? So as me immediately after I hang up, she calls me back. And you know when you're lying and like your voice kind of goes up a couple octaves and you're like, hey, like, what's up? And you're like, Rebecca. You know it's serious when she hits me with the Rebecca. What's up? Where are you? Oh, we're just here. You know, I'm with and I'm saying my friend's name. She goes, uh-huh. And with who? Like, who else is there? And that's when like, I just couldn't keep it in anymore. And I'm the absolute worst liar. I cannot lie for shit. And so I just start crying guys, like (laughs) uncontrollably crying. And I just tell her and I'm like, okay, I'm at Oakwood and I know I'm not supposed to be here. And I was with, and I say, you know, his name and we were kissing and he kind of touched my butt. And I just like literally like word vomit. Too much information was coming out at that point. And it's like looking back at it, it's not even that bad. You know, like it's the one time I snuck out. But anyways, my mom doesn't say anything. She just hits me with, I'm on my way to pick you up. So here I am waiting. That drive from Inglewood to Hollywood can feel really, really, really long um, when there's traffic, but also when your mom is on her way and you know you wanna get that ass woman. So I'm waiting and she gets there and I get in the car and it's awkwardly quiet and I just feel so bad because nobody likes disappointing their parents, like nobody. And especially like for someone like myself, like I'm 23 today and I still like, it breaks my heart. Okay. So you can only imagine like, I'm like, how do I apologize? How do I make up for this? Like, I hope she didn't tell my dad. I'm running this thing in my head and we finally pull up to the house and I just like finally build up the courage to ask her, did you tell dad? She goes, no, you're going to tell him. Great. I'm going to tell him. And my parents, you know, they're high school sweethearts. They had us very young. You know, I'm the oldest of four kids. My mom had all four kids by the time she was 23. So like 
you can imagine like we've seen it all together. We've gone through it all together. There should have been nothing that I couldn't tell them. And I think that that's what surprised them so much. Like Becky sneaking out, like lying to us about who she's with. And then what? Like, that's just like absurd. So I sit down with my parents and I tell my dad and it's like, okay, you know, I went to Oakwood and I was kissing this boy and he touched my butt and blah, 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 blah. And it's like the whole story. Because again, no filter. I don't know how to not be honest. And it was so like looking back at it, I'm so thankful that like my parents approach on parenting was always very like, you know, they're not going to just give you the regañada just to give it to you. Like it's always going to be with the intention of like bettering our communication. And so what I thought was going to be like, I don't know, the jungle and all that stuff. Like it was not that approach. It was all right, we are going to, you know, discipline you. We're going to take away your phone. You're going to be grounded. But then my dad follows it up with, well, now we know you like boys. But if you like girls, you know, that's okay too. Like they were so open. And like in my head, I'm just like, why did I do that to myself? And I haven't ever lied to my parents ever since. Like they know almost everything, actually everything. There's nothing that I can think about that my parents don't know. So it goes to tell you, like, they're literally my best friends. So that's my mala story. It's a little embarrassing, but whatever. Um, and now my Santa story. Hmm. I guess for me, one of like my biggest milestones was buying a home for my family and owning it. Like, it being under my name and no, it wasn't like the mansion in Beverly Hills that people would expect someone in my position to get, but it was mine. And it's in the neighborhood that, you know, raised me that I grew up in. And I feel like that means so much to me, especially going all the way back to a time in my life where, you know, my family, we lost it all. We lost our home. We moved into my grandparents' converted garage in Inglewood. And, you know, I was nine years old and you're old enough to like understand what's going on, but you're too young to actually do something about it. And when I became a 20 year old homeowner, um, it felt like, wow, like I'm, I'm helping change, you know, those generational financial cycles that we're born into. And, you know, it's still one of my proudest moments. Having come from the garage in Inglewood, where it was six of us living in a garage that was smaller than the living room I'm actually sitting in right now, which is so crazy. Since I'm speaking about giving back to my family and, and what that meant to me, I also think that this is a really great segue into one of my favorite, favorite things about being a part of this podcast. And it's actually something that when the opportunity first came about to go into a partnership with Amazon to do this podcast, I felt like, well, if we're going to talk about the culture, we got to give back to the culture. And so what is so awesome about In La Sala is we are going to be donating per episode to different nonprofit organizations. So this episode is basically going to be dedicated to the Boys and Girls Club here in Los Angeles. And I think that choosing them for this first episode uh, was genuinely to inspire that simple thought, that small act of kindness, that planting of the seed within your four walls, within your community, within your cities to then, you know, understand that it does trickle out um, 
to become a bigger thing, a bigger movement, and you can inspire others. And what's really awesome about the Boys and Girls Club here in Los Angeles is that they really, really do focus in on engaging with the youth and helping them become engaged citizens and just especially in underserved communities. I know that they have things like after school programs, they do weekend programs, they do events and things like that. And what they're doing during COVID, I think is also very special because they're trying to create safe spaces for kids to still have educational interactions. And so they've been very proactive and and productive, even in these times where we're all challenged to think differently than, you know, what our old normal used to be. This is our new normal, you know? And so shout out to the Boys and Girls Club here in LA. You guys are doing an incredible job. And this first episode is is for you guys. And I can't wait for you guys to see all of the other awesome organizations that we're going to be working with in this series. Um, Because like I said, if we're going to be talking about the culture, we got to give back to the culture. That was one of my conditions going into this series. And and I I feel like it, it feels right. It feels really right. I hope it inspires you guys to know that that simple act of kindness goes a long way. All right, guys, this is it. We are wrapping up this very first episode. I can't thank you guys enough for joining me in La Sala. I hope you guys had a very fun time here. I know I did. And we're going to continue learning together, okay? So it's going to be awesome. Can't wait to see you guys again. Can't wait to speak with you guys and get your guys' notes too. Because remember... I'm new to this, okay? My name is Becky G, and you can catch me every Wednesday on Amazon Music. Like, follow, and subscribe so you can join the party in La Sala every week. When you're committed to raising the standard, you're bound to ruffle some feathers. At Happy Egg, we like to say we farm differently. But in reality, we produce eggs the way people used to, by partnering with local small family farmers who raise our happy hens on eight or more acres. Because in our opinion, farming shouldn't be complicated. It should be happy. Choose happy with Happy Egg. Visit happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy Egg.